Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car, they made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, hello, welcome to it. Thursday night edition, just me uh, tonight. Seems Sats, well, he's on holidays and Rat is getting ready for his uh, charity golf day. So he just got me tonight. Jason Matthews here. Welcome to the show. Boy, have we got a big weekend of sport on the way and Bathurst is obviously the big one. And seven-time Bathurst winner Craig Lowndes caught up with Patton Hills this morning on SENQ uh, in Queensland. Uh, I'm going to replay that chat because Lounsey and Patton Hills were absolutely on fire. Cricket legend Ian Healy uh, had a chat to Rat and I. He previews uh, the ODI World uh, Championships, which kick off tonight in around about 30 minutes, actually, where we've got uh, uh, England and New Zealand, the final from 2019, uh, kicking off the campaign. We all know what happened in that final. Absolutely incredible. Uh, and Chris Nelson's got some tips for some weekend racing. But right now, the good oil for you on Sports Day for Cobram Estate, premium Australian extra virgin olive oil. Just when you scratch your head and think, what we'll watch now that the NRL and AFL season's over, well, Bathurst and the ODI World Cup. It's huge. As I say, England will take on the, the Black Caps tonight to, to kick off uh, the competition. England won it in controversial circumstances back in 2019. Interesting, uh, a lot of pundits... Um, People who know cricket better than me uh, are saying that they won't even make the top four England, which is incredible. And and, and when, when we talk to Hills soon, he reckons the winner out of Sunday's game between Australia and uh, India, that will be your winner. If Australia can beat India on Sunday, they'll go on to win the World Cup. Big claim. There's a lot of games to get through, 49 games to get through in this World Cup, so we'll see how that goes. Hey, in rugby league terms, and uh, uh, Queenslanders, I know you don't care about New South Wales when it comes to rugby league, well, probably most things in general, but John Cartwright, uh, as suggested uh, a few nights ago, uh, has put his hand up to um, to coach the New South Wales team. Kevy's for it as well. He'll give him some time off uh, during the footy season. I think it's a great idea. I think it's good of Kevy to do that for him as well. What are your thoughts? 0457 736 736. But my spies uh, have uh, said to me, and this is from the Peninsula, the Insula Peninsula today, that uh, the New South Wales Rugby League have had discussions with Jeff Toovey as well. Come on, that's ridiculous. Could you imagine the media conferences after games? I'd like to say, I'm happy with either of those two. Absolutely. I think uh, the great New South Wales players, uh, of course, Cardi's been in the coaching box of the Blues before as an, as an assistant. But Tooves, geez, he's got a lot of passion. I'd be happy with either of those uh, people, those men, to coach New South Wales. What do you think? 0457 736 736. I don't think you care. You got Billy locked in for three years. I mean, you've got a great coach. You got him for three years. Why would you even care? Cobram Estate, Australia's most awarded extra virgin olive oil, grown, harvested and first cold-pressed in northern Victoria. Break time, Ian Healy, one of Queensland's cricketing greats, joins us next on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Got any issues with Ian Healy? He's joining us uh, on the show oh, now. Oh, mate, Heels. He has got my car washed at his place the other day. It's beautiful. <laughs> Good job. Heels, welcome to Sports Day. Hello, Jason. 
G'day, Matty. You've just hey, you've just fired up, have you? Oh, mate. Yeah, not really. No, yes, <laughs> I have. That's, that's it's, not the first time this fortnight either, is it? No, no. It's been a it's been a tough go, mate. I've been I've been talking rugby for the last month um, on Stan, and um, it's it's just getting to the point where I'm 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 starting to go grey heels. <laughs> <laughs> it's tough. Oh well. Hey, yeah. uh, we'll be right, mate. Portugal will win on Monday. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I love your optimism, Hills. I'll take uh, I'll you. take uh, I'll take uh, a bet with you on that one, Hills. Uh, if you're up for it. Oh, oh God. Yeah, I'll have a little tenor tenor with you, yeah, mate. Yeah. I'm only saying yeah. winning. They mightn't win by enough. Yeah. Well, well, I'll tell you. Like in the last game, uh, it, it made. Woogie was supporting Portugal against the Wallabies. So, oh, mate, he's, a, he's bad. He's bad oh, news, this bloke. Oh, I love Nando's. So, yeah. You've got a black heart, Woogie. No, yeah. mate, I, what, I want, what I want what I want Hills, is I want change at Rugby Australia. And I, I was, I'm fearful that because of that win, that we'll just go, oh, well, we finished off, you know, strongly. We didn't make the quarterfinals. Let's yeah. move on, you know. And I, nah. think, I think sometimes nah, yeah. it takes a shock loss like that to force real change. Well, Fiji wasn't a shock yeah, loss. Well, first time in fifty years. <laughs> if they're not shocked by now, they're numb. They're numb, and yeah. they're not going to feel the next one. Right so They really do need some crisis management and to get going. Yeah. Rightio. Um, let's move away from rugby and let's move <laughs> away from rugby leagues. It's now officially cricket season uh, because the Sheffield Shield, uh, Queensland, New South Wales, were doing battle today. But let's talk about the ODI World Cup commences uh, tomorrow with the reigning champs. Uh, England uh, taking on New Zealand in match one. I haven't had a lot of chat around England's chances, um, Hills, but on paper, though, I think they look like a better team than the 2019 version. Uh, yes, you sort of forget exactly how they did it in 2019. They're in their own conditions, so that's an advantage to them, I guess, and they had those advantages, plus a good team. This one certainly looks good on paper. I'm not. Sh- it's only sort of weakish point is it spinners, right? So they've got Mo and Ali, and they've got Adil Rashid, a, a leggy who, well, yeah, yeah. If the if the wicket's helping them and they're spinning the ball, um, that they they'll do a job. But what they do have is a lot of power. Josh Butler's their captain, and he'll lead from the front. But Ben Stokes, Johnny Bairstow, um, David Milan, they just they're just chock full of power and and enough technique, you know. So uh, And then their bowlers are crafty. They've got Sam Curran. Uh, they've got uh, bowlers that are fast enough and have got good slow ball variation. So so they're very crafty. But, but you know, this, this World Cup is a real challenge for anyone who's not, you know, living on the subcontinent every year. Um, it, it's going to be very difficult, and and if you make runs up front, if you make three fifty to four hundred, doesn't really matter how how good your bowling attack is, you should be able to defend it. But making three hundred and fifty up front is the challenge, and there's pressure on everywhere. Heels, we've we've won the World Cup five times, the Aussies. That's that's an, an yep. amazing achievement in itself. Mate, what are our chances going into this one? And and are we a chance of playing England in the World Cup final? And someone man-catting Johnny Bairstow. I reckon that'd be the, that'd be the greatest. Man. That'd be amazing. That'd be something special. And you just walk all the way out with him, saying, "You haven't learned a thing, have you, Jim?" <laughs> but but um, our chances, uh, our chances, we could go into the pack. So so this format is ten teams. 
you're playing nine games. You play everyone yep. once. And then there's four teams that make the semis. So there'll be a lot of reliance on run rates. Uh, having a bit of luck with the weather. It seems to be pretty rainy over there at the moment. So you mm. might share points, which might help one one of the two teams. One of the two teams was going to lose, but they get a point because of a washout. Um, and, and so you've just got to be very mindful of that all the way through. Two semifinals, one final, that's it. Um, so I don't really, we don't know how, the, there's no pool, so you don't know who's going to play who in, in the knockout stage. Um, wow. Australia's chances, I feel on Sunday night, if we beat India, right, we'll win the World Cup. And that's Ooh. 10 games away, 11 games away. Wow. Right? This one, we, we need some confidence right now. We've been very patchy. We've been very disrupted with our preparation. We've had injuries to Steve Smith, Mitchell Stark, Pat Cummins. Um, Marcus Stoinis has gone missing now. We haven't heard from him for about three games. So, mm. so um, And Maxwell's just got back in and got got some form. But as a team, we need some real confidence, and we'll get that if we beat India uh, on Sunday night. And, and then it'll be very, very hard for anyone to get on top of this Australian side because we've got a very good top order that's performing well at the moment. Then middle order power, uh, which got a little bit of a run last night. Glenn Maxwell, 77 from 71. Cameron Green, if he plays, he's now got 50, not out of 40, and he started really slow. Mm. Um, and so, so those type of blokes we've been missing. And then we've got you know, a pretty good bowling attack to that, that can adapt to those conditions. So... So, yep, Sunday is a massive game and it's first up. Oh, geez, Warner's been good with the bat in the lead up to this. Oh, he has. Ter- terrible with the ball. Let's not give him the ball again. <laughs> yeah, but, uh, what's going I, on there? I, geez, I love that. I love, I love him and Marsh opening the batting. And don't forget, Hills, we've got Travis Head to come back from that broken no. hand. Yeah, that, that will be nice if he can come back and be in decent form. Um, it'll be hard, hard to imagine that you, you're in a plaster till halfway through a World Cup, then come back in and go well right from the word go. But yeah, Mitch, Mitch Marsh, he was he was slow last night, wasn't he? Two mm. sixes, two fours, thirty-one or forty-eight balls. But Warner was taking up the slack, and as you said, Warner's making runs. But I've got one. I'm I'm just hopeful that he's just running himself into form and and not really as diligent after. 50 runs as he should be. You know, he's made, oh, I'd reckon, five fifties, almost five fifties in six knocks or 40s or 50s. I, I need him to go on to 100. Someone in your first three need to go on to a bigger than a 50 score. Um, and, and that sets up uh, all that middle order power can then relax and go. Um, so, Davey, I just want a little bit more uh, to, you know, time at the crease for him. But his bat swing looked great last night. Uh, foot, footwork's a thing of the past, really, especially in one-day cricket. It's sort of going out of the game in tests. But he, he stood and delivered very solidly yesterday, and his bat speed was good. So that hasn't always been the case in the last you know, two years. Mate, uh, Lubber Shane's replaced Ashton, Ashton Agar in the lead-up to the World Cup. Do you, do you think Marnus has taken his opportunity? Yeah, very much so, uh, Rat. He's... Um, yeah, so whether whether oh, I don't know whether he got lazy or just fell into a form slump for him to be omitted from the one day team um, is only he'll know. He probably won't admit to it, but he certainly got the message and he's out making every every uh, post a winner now. He he's lifted his run rate. So last night he made forty, I think it was, and he batted at a strike rate of one hundred and thirty. That's that's one hundred and thirty runs for every hundred balls you're facing. So, and that's sort of minimum. If if your top order get you off to a good start, 
everyone's got about tired about it about 140, and that's how you post a score of 350 to 400, um, and especially when you get your six hitters coming in. So yeah, he he's going he's going excellently, and he can play a real role now. Now you wouldn't bat him every time, I don't think they have been. But if we're if we're two for two hundred, two for one hundred eighty, I'm not putting Manus in next. I'm putting Maxwell in next, or yeah. a Stoinis type, or someone who can flog sixes. So yeah. so uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing the tactics of, of the Australian. Now, I, I remember growing up, Heels, watching you play one day as in the Australian teams back in the day, and 250 was just, it was a big score. You're thinking, oh, yeah. wow, that's, that's a great score. Yeah. Do you, is it, the 2020, that's obviously had a huge impact on the way these young batters are coming through. It's, it's obviously had a huge impact on the way they're playing one day. Yes, I think so. Um, they, they know their limitations. They found new boundaries, you know. Yeah. I, I think the, the bats are better, the men are stronger. They practice full-time and they really practice their bat-speed-type drills. And they know if they get it anywhere near the middle of their bat, they'll be able to hit it for six. And the boundaries mm. have come in at the same yeah. time, right? Yeah. yeah. So, so they know if I swing hard enough and get it somewhere near the middle, it's going to Big sweet spots. How many times do we see, how many times do we see a batsman caught on the boundary right where the fielder is, right? Yeah. They don't even consider the gaps. You know, we would have said, right, um, we're going to try to hit this hard, and I've got to get it into that gap in case I mishit it. That, they they put those first two thoughts out of their mind and just go for six, and well, that's makes why it they exciting. get out sometimes. But yeah, but yeah, that, yeah, it's exciting, mate. And and they're they're playing some massive innings. They're they're yeah. reverse hitting for six now. They're scooping for six. They're swapping hands. It's really tough for the bowlers. Oh, Inglis last night was doing exactly that. Hills, uh, hey, um, isn't it interesting? You talk yeah. about rat. You talk about those the olden days with Hills. The olden days. Getting those two hundred fifty. <laughs> yeah. I've been retired for twelve years too. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Mitch Marsh. Mitch Marsh was perhaps channeling his old man last night when he used to make a hundred off one hundred and twenty-five balls. Hills, yeah. maybe that's what he was doing. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good call because Swampy, well, our, our whole target was be none or one down for 30 after 10 overs, <laughs> then 80 yeah. after 20 overs, and then 160 after 40, and then go for it in the last 10. Incredible. Yeah, and, and if you've got wickets in hand, we might get to 250, 260. Okay. Well, yeah. now they need 360. That's so incredible. They're both, both innings of batters are under big pressure. So the, the bowlers over here, over in India, they better be crafty. They need to change their speeds, their trajectories. Even the quicks will come in and bowl loopy bounces, loopy slower balls, wide stuff right on the blue line. Um, you, you've got to try to block one side of the field and make it as hard to hit a six as possible. Yeah. All right, Hill's got to go. Um, we appreciate your preview of the ODI World Cup, which kicks off tomorrow night, England versus New Zealand. Australia in action uh, in match five, Sunday night, 6.30. And I love the timing of this World Cup as well. We'll get to see a fair whack. I mean, you yeah. Ian Healy just said, if Australia beat India on Sunday night, we should we're win. Home. The, we're home. It's, uh, cancel, we're done. Cancel no. the tournament. That's what I'm hearing him say. <laughs> That's it. That's what I heard. <laughs> you, you two are like my wife. You're putting words in my mouth. <laughs> Heels, appreciate your time, mate. Uh, and uh, you'll be back for breakfast tomorrow morning with Paddy Welsh uh, from 6 o'clock on SCNQ and Brizzy. Thanks, mate. Cheers, fellas. Bye. There he goes, the great man, Ian Hill himself. We've got to get to a break. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. We'll be back in a moment.
Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. This is Sports Day. Buzz has been at it again. I think it calls for this. Welcome to NRL 180. Dissecting the big talking points from half the angles. Yeah, look, Buzz Rothfield has said um, that Ben Hunt is out of his top 50 plays in 2023, saying he hasn't done anything this year. The off-field drama and his request to leave the Dragons had more attention than his on-field performances. Hard done by, or do you agree with Buzz? I agree with Buzz. I don't even know why it's a discussion. Buzz is just trying to stir the pot. And he's good at this, Buzz, but if you honestly think Ben Hunt is in the top 50, outside of origin, he had, again, played well, but at club football... He, he's not in the top 50 this year. And I'm sorry, Queensland. There is, there's no chance. He's The team were terrible, the Dragons, and I reckon it'll take years for them to recover. Um, I, I, don't think, I don't think he was that good at all. Uh, there are many players ahead of him this year, and to think that he's in the top 50, he's probably around the 50, maybe in the top 70. I don't know. I, I, I don't care. I don't even look at that stuff. But I, I, I certainly agree with Buzz in that aspect. I, I don't think you could class him as a top 50 player this year. And I don't think Ben Hunt would be seriously happy with his season this year, nor the Dragons. The Dragons are, are, are a pathetic excuse for a rugby league team. Uh, Patton Hill's caught up with Craig Lowndes, who's appearing in his 31st start on Sunday at Bathurst. Uh, we'll have a listen to that chat next here on Sports Day. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Craig Lowndes, seven times Bathurst winner. Going back to 1996. Craig, just a pleasure to have you on the show. And what is always one of the greatest weeks in sport in Australia, isn't it? Yeah, good morning. It's, uh, it is. It's something that uh, I suppose it's sort of a build-up. We've had the the football grand finals, and now this is sort of our grand final in a sense in one way because it's, you know, I always say that it's the race I've always wanted to win. It's the biggest race of the year. It's, it's the longest race of the year. Uh, and at the moment, uh, it's the build-up. It's, uh, you know, today it all begins on track and uh, we just sort of see what the cars are going to be like across the top of the mountain. Hey, I don't know whether you've taken umbrage at the, uh, with the Supercars website, but I hope you've had a shot at them where they've highlighted the 25 drivers on the grid of the 56 driver grid, weren't born when you made your Bathurst debut in 1994. I didn't think that was something that was should be brought up, to tell you the truth. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Well, we did read that. We had a bit of a giggle because my teammate, uh, Zane Goddard, is one of those 25. So uh, young Zane is uh, a great kid. He's uh, really well developed. And uh, this is his fourth year at the Mountains. Uh, and, you know, he, he and I have, have, have really clicked really well. We read the car the same way. We want the car the same set up so that's a really good feel for the weekend uh, we had a great run at Sandown we had a poor qualifying but uh, we managed to come back through the field in the race and that's all we could ask for but uh, yeah I love this place when you come across the Blue Mountains you see that white rock of Mount Panorama on the hill it gives you goosebumps every time and uh, uh, for me if that uh, you know doesn't happen then we'll then you know probably hang up the, the helmet for the final final time but it's you know, it's a magical place, and I always love coming back here. So there's absolutely no reservations or or anxiety for you going again, Craig? No, not at all. And, uh, you know, we've done another two-year extension with the team, so we're looking forward to it. I think that, you know, really experience plays a big part in this race, especially this race, because, it's, it's as I said, it's such a long 
race six and a half hours or 161 laps, a thousand kilometres. It's one of those things that it really is um, a, a race where it doesn't matter. You'd love to be up the front in, in qualifying, but we've literally seen cars win from the back row. And, um, and it's all about strategy and teamwork. And, and, and that, that's what I love about this place. You don't necessarily have to have the fastest car uh, on track, but, uh, you know, if you have good strategy, good fuel consumption, um, you know, you get a little bit of luck go your way, you, you're definitely still in there with a chance. Yeah. Hey, it's a place that has brought you an enormous success. I mean, 30th start, so you sit now alongside Brocky. Only Jim Richards with his 35 has more. You've won it seven times. You've won a couple of Bathurst 12 hours. You've been on a podium a record 14 times. I mean, you know this place. And not many drivers can say Mount Panorama has been pretty kind to me. Yeah, it, you've still got to have uh, a lot of respect for the place. It, it, it will still bite you very quickly um, if you get it wrong. But, uh, yeah, you're right. It, it, it's something that if you look at my history and the way that I've always run the race, you want to sort of start the first two-thirds of the race just keeping clean, making sure you get into a rhythm, get the car into a position where you really got a shot at the end of it and make sure they've got no damage and, uh, you know, you get your strategies done, you get your pit stops nice. Um, and, of course, the track evolves over the course of the, that uh, 161 laps. So you've got to make sure that you do have a good car at the end. But uh, weather plays a part, wind plays a part. Yeah. There's all these factors that just really go into that, that final result. And then if you get an opportunity to stand on the podium, the amount of people below you that are cheering you on is, is, is unbelievable. Yeah, well, they can't go home for another couple of days. So they, they're down below you. The, um, where, where can you get it wrong? For the not-so-avid um, motor special, you know, people, where can you get Give us two or three spots that Bathurst really does challenge you. Uh, well, the first one is, uh, like I got told really early days, you spend two-thirds of your time climbing the mountain and then you spend a third of it coming off it. So going across the top of the mountain is where it's exciting. I think even some of the drivers that don't do the top 10 shoot at all qualifying generally go to the top of the mountain to see the cars because they move around a lot more. And we talk about these new generation cars very much like the late 90s for me. Um, and that'll be one of those things that I reckon the cars will move around more. They'll get really flighty. Um, so across the top of the mountains, the most exciting. And then we're going to get close to 300 kilometres an hour coming down Conrad Strait again. So that's going to be exciting down into the chase, getting the braking zone right, getting that passing opportunity. And, uh, you know, all that's really just going to play out a part over the course of the race. Hey, and this would be one that you're asked so many times. Do you, do you have a favourite? And, and I say that because, you know, you, you, we refer to 06, which was the start of your triple treat. And that happened just after Brocky's passing. And we know how close you two were. Yeah, well, 06 will always be the most memorable race uh, because it was the most emotional race, to be honest, in, mm. in respect to Peter and, and uh, what that whole lead-up week was all about and, and, and the memories and the history and, and what he stood for. And, and he's won it nine times. So, you know, hence he's the king of the mountain. But um, for me, I reckon probably uh, uh, 2018 with Steve Richards and mm -hmm. I, we had so much drama leading into the race you know we had car problems steering problems and to be honest steve and i sat in the caravan on saturday night thinking that we probably only get five laps out of the car on on the race on sunday but uh, then dave reynolds got a cramp um we ended up taking over the lead of the race and bringing it home from and that was also my final year as a full-time driver so that was a really special one as well oh it's unbelievable how much how much time behind the wheel you know this year for example compared to years when you're in your prime? 
Uh, we'll be sharing the load. Um, as I said, Zane qualified at Sandown and, uh, you know, he, he made a little mistake, which, you know, we all do, but uh, we had a great fight back. So we're going to share the load again this weekend. And um, and the beauty is, 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 as I said, you know, we both read the car very much the same way. So whenever he gets in the car and he moves it forward with setup, he, I'm confident when I get in the car, it's going to be the same. So it, you know, for me, uh, I'm not sure we haven't worked out who's qualifying at this stage because, you know, I've said to the team, it, 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 you know, for me, it's not about, you know, being on pole. It's about having a good result at the end of the day. So mm. if Zane's a little bit quicker, go for it. Um, I'm, I'm, my ego's not that, that bruised yeah. anymore. I'm, I just want to be on that podium if I can at the end of the race. Yeah, but I mean, um, in preparation, you know, away from races, how much less time do you spend, you know, testing, practicing compared to uh, the days when you were full-time? Yeah, I think that uh, the beauty about it is that we're still going to racetracks. We're still involved with Triple Eight, so we're still heavily involved in the back scenes of it. Yes. Um, behind the steering wheel, probably not a lot. We've had four test days leading into this weekend, so we've had, uh, I suppose, enough time in the car. We're really thankful that we had the Sandown 500 a couple of weeks ago, which really gave us a good indication to sort of blow the rust off and the dust off and, and uh, get back into it. So, yeah, we're both very... Uh, comfortable and a lot more confident coming into this weekend if we didn't have Sandown 500 under our belt. Yeah, yeah, that's the word I was after. How do you maintain confidence without so yeah. much time? It, it's like um, Steve Waugh playing in the World Cup in a minute. You know, it's incredible what you what you can achieve, Craig. Yeah, I suppose it's a little bit like riding a bike in some regards. Mm. Like I still go back on the days of when I first come here in 94 and I struggled to get a lap together and get lap time and everything else. And, and it wasn't until when Peter sat me down and said, look, you know, turn one, look for this brake marker, you know, going up through the cutting, look for this sort of crack in the wall and going across skyline, look for this line, down into Forest Elbow, look for the, 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 the jut in the wall. So they're all the little key elements that I look for mm. when I drive around the lap. And, and for me, it, it once you get confidence going across the top of the mountain, it all starts to flow and it gets much easier. Hey, so many narratives within this Triple Eight side as well. It's it's not just you with your thirtieth race start. It's uh, it's it's Brock and Jamie, the team principal, the, the dynamic that works there. Brock's only twenty years of age, and and I suppose Shane Van Gisberg, you know, it, it could be his last for a while, given he's headed stateside. Yeah, look, it's great for Shane. Like it's a great opportunity for him. He went over, you know, did a couple of races during the year, and and really showed, uh, you know, what we what talent we have down here in Australia and New Zealand. Um, so I think it's great for Shane. Yeah, he's going to put it all on the line for sure. And all of those people, um, Brock, Shane, your Brody Kostecki and, and Will, da- uh, Will Brown, sorry, all in for a championship contender as well. So mm. it's, there's lots of stake this weekend. Brock and Jamie did a fantastic job at Sandown. And uh, you know, there's no doubt that those four cars will be really strong here this weekend. Uh, over the course of the weekend. and um, But look, you look up and down pit lane, the combinations of drivers and cars, there's, there's probably 12 or 13 combinations that are going to be really strong over the course of the race. Yeah, and just right just on. quickly, and I know you've got a huge week coming up. Just You did say that the three-peats now are going to be very hard. And, of course, you're one of that rare breed that holds a three-peat, uh, 06, 07, 08. Um, they're going to be harder now because the, the top drivers have been separated, haven't they? Well, they have, and I think that, that, you know, with that also, the competition has got a lot more closer and yeah. the cars are a lot more reliable. A lot more teams have got well resources behind them. So I think that trying to do a three-peat would be pretty hard these days. Even to do a back-to-back, I think, is going to be really tough because it's just the way the competition is. So, uh, 
uh, you know, I suppose selfishly for me, I'd hope that they don't, but it, it is one of those things that um, I, look, I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to be able to say that, you know, this is my 30th year consecutively here because when you start driving here, you never know how long you're going to have yeah. uh, at this place. And, and as I said, well, I grew up wanting to be part of it and uh, I'm really thankful that I have been. Well, you're a big part of these young guns coming up. You've talked about your two-year extension with Triple Eight. You're absolute gold for them. You run a young guns program, is that right? Yeah, we're sort of part of the super cheap uh, program, which is, uh, you know, last year we had Declan Fraser, who was a great young talent. He's now into the main game as a full-time driver, which is fantastic for him. Zane Goddard, as I said, this is his fourth year mm. at the mountain. And, uh, you know, hopefully we can help promote him into the main game again. Um, there is some great talent out there, and it's just a matter of giving them that opportunity, opening that door and giving the teams to sort of see and to showcase what their talents have. And, uh, you know, I, I think Zane and I are probably further progressed this year than what we were going into last year. So I'm really excited. I've already said to Zane, we finished eighth last year, so we've got to finish at least better than that, and hopefully we want to be on the podium. Yeah, that'll be brilliant, a 15th podium, just to extend that record. <laughs> just, as I said, it's it's a crazy busy week for you guys up there. We really appreciate your time with us today. Go well, Craig. No problem. Thank you very much, guys. Great. This is Off The Bench NRL. We'll be back soon. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Racing action continues every day across the Sunshine State. Check out racingqueensland.com.au for where Queensland is racing today. Oh, and Chris Nelson, he's got his finger in every pie or on every pulse. I don't know what he's doing, but imagine what you could be buying instead. Nelson, what's on this weekend in Queensland? Big weekend of racing as per usual, Jase. Uh, Saturday we race at Eagle Farm. We have the listed Queensland Cup over a mile and a half, a mile and a half. That's our feature race. Uh, Aquas, Aquas Gold Coast on the poly track. Toowoomba in the twilight zone. And Rockhampton on Sunday. No Sunshine Coast meeting on Sunday. It's uh, Rockhampton. So they are our main meetings Is it over a big race? Weekend. Big race in Rocky or just no, something no, a bit just different? Giving the Sunshine Coast, yeah. Just giving the Sunshine Coast a bit of a rest because we have raced there um, Sundays and Friday nights a little bit in the last few weeks. So just give the track a bit of a freshen up, uh, ready for the next meeting, which will be the Sunday after. Rightio, no doubt you've got some tips for us for this weekend. I have. Now, Eagle Farm, race one, number two, hold on honey. I thought it was very good last start, beaten by hard to say. Now, there wasn't much between them on the line. I thought Hold On Honey did a good job up on speed. She's drawn okay. She should get straight across, straight across to the fence here, and I think they'll have their trouble running her down. So race one, number two, Hold On Honey. Then we'll go to the final race. So bookend it hopefully here with race 10, number eight, Steely. Mm-hmm. Uh, New South Wales visitor. Steely's drawn horribly. I wasn't wrapped in the gate, but gee, there's still good money around for Steely. I, I think just a bit of luck in the run or a bit of cover in the run. He might be too strong. He comes through tougher races in uh, in New South Wales. He's been doing very well in those. So race ten, number eight, Steely. You can back him each way. And Jace at the Sunshine at the Gold Coast, sorry, on Saturday, uh, on the Poly Track, race two, number three, Zuma Rudy. I think <laughs> is a good thing. Oh, Zuma really? Rudy. Okay. He loves he loves the Poly surface. Uh, he was very good second up. He was last and ran second. Did a good job. I think he'll go one better on Saturday. So uh, he's a horse now. With the poly track, there's probably not too many meetings left on the poly. So some of these horses that really love it, they'll be trying to run them as often as they can in the next month or two, and he's one of them. So race two, number three, Zuma Rudy. 
All righty. Now, so check out racingqueensland.com for where Queensland is racing today. Imagine what you could be buying instead for free and confidential support. Visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Have a magnificent weekend, Nelson. You too, Jace. All the best. Kia didn't just make an eight-seat family car. They made a grand utility vehicle. Kia Carnival GUV. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back to the show. Just about to uh, nick off. Uh, we'll be back on Monday night. Scotty Sattler and Rat Rogers Monday night. Sat's back from a short week in uh, New Zealand. Big weekend of sport, as we mentioned before. Uh, not only do we have the Rugby World Cup, we've got the uh, World Cup of uh, ODI Cricket uh, in India. Australia playing Sunday night against India, 6.30 Queensland time. That match starts. It's not bad time, is it, to be able to watch this? That's a day-nighter. Wait till we play some day games. They start at 2 o'clock in the afternoon. Uh, and Bathurst, uh, you can catch uh, all the action on SCN Supercars, the top 10 shootout Saturday afternoon uh, from 3 o'clock. And then we'll have all the action from 11 a.m. on Sunday on SEN Supercars. Grab the SEN app so you can listen to that anywhere, maybe driving around. The, the coverage led by Aaron Noonan is unbelievable. You think Supercars on radio? No, nah, it's good. You know, watch the start at home. If you need to go out and do some stuff, whack it on the, on the app, on the SEN app. Uh, you can listen to it while you drive around, getting a few things done before you get home and and finish uh, watching it on the TV. Got to go. This has been Sports Day. Uh, Back Monday night. Enjoy your weekend. (laughs) 